Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Revenge can be a dangerous thing depending on who the slighted party is. On November 6, 1992, a man was arrested for a crime that sole motive was revenge. A man who killed at least one other and possibly has many other victims across six states. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Hayden Irving Clark was born on July 31, 1952 to two alcoholics living in Troy, New York. Fighting constantly in front of their children and both physically and emotionally abusing them, Hayden had a tumultuous childhood despite the fact that he came from a prominent family line. His grandfather was the mayor of White Plains, New York, and his father, despite his drinking, had a PhD in chemistry and helped to invent cling wrap and fire retardant carpeting. Unfortunately, Hayden's mother really wanted him to be a girl, and when she did not get her way, she decided to instead dress her son in female clothing and call him Kristen when she drank. His father eventually took his own life, and now in the sole care of his mother, Hayden started to exhibit darker tendencies. When he reached his teenage years, he started torturing and killing the animals of his bullies. Years later, however, Hayden trained as a chef at the Culinary Institute of America and actually began working in some of the most upmarket hotels, restaurants, and even cruises. Unfortunately, his undiagnosed mental illness often led to his dismissal from his jobs, and eventually he began serving in the U.S. Navy as a chef. But when diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, was discharged and released from his obligations. 
This, however, left him with very little money and though working menial jobs on and off, spent most of his adult life houseless and heading in and out of jail for crimes like robbery, retaliation, theft, and vandalism. Now in Silver Spring, Maryland, living with his brother, on May 31st, 1986, he was asked to vacate after being caught masturbating in front of his niece and nephews. Coming just a few months after he was caught shoplifting women's underwear for himself at a local department store, the demand enraged Hayden, and like all of the times before, he decided he wanted to retaliate. His opportunity arrived in the form of six-year-old Michelle Dorr. Michelle, a friend of his niece, came over looking for the girl, but was led upstairs by Hayden. There, he brutally stabbed her, drained some of her blood to drink, and then stuffed the young girl into a duffel bag that he took 12 miles away and buried. Though a seemingly blatant crime, police concentrated on Carl Dorr, the girl's father, and placed so much pressure on him that he eventually took responsibility for the crime. A statement he later recanted and attributed to a nervous breakdown stemming from his messy divorce and his daughter's disappearance. Unfortunately, he remained a suspect until Hayden himself was connected to the murder of another girl named Laura Hodling. On October 18, 1992, Hayden took the life of the 23-year-old in Bethesda, Maryland. He had been working as a gardener for Laura's mother, Penny, when she accused him of stealing some of her tools. Angry and ready for revenge, he entered the home through the back door and stabbed her daughter, Laura, with a kitchen knife before suffocating her with a pillow. He then took her body, wrapped it in a bedsheet, and buried her half a mile away in the woods. Thankfully, leaving behind a pillow with his fingerprint on it, he later returned and, dressed in a wig and women's clothing, left through the front door of the house so neighbors and any witnesses would think that Laura was alive and well and leaving her mother's home. Police discovered the body shortly thereafter and were able to take that left-behind print and match it to Hayden Irving Clark. He was arrested on November 6, 1992, and after confessing to Laura's murder, pleaded guilty in June of 1993 and charged with second-degree murder, was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Now, based on some of the statements he made while in custody, investigators looked into the Michelle Dorr case and discovered that Hayden had been living just two doors down at the time of her disappearance. Heading to his brother's old home, investigators tested for blood and found a sample matching Michelle's on the floorboards of the upstairs bedroom. By 1999, he was officially connected via mitochondrial DNA. And later, Hayden himself confessed the murder to a fellow inmate who turned around and told the police. That same year, he was convicted of murdering Michelle Dorr and given another 30 years in prison, plus 10 more for a past robbery. In that confession Hayden made to the inmate, a man he believes is Jesus Christ himself, he not only admitted to his role in Michelle's murder, but claimed that he killed and ate a dozen or so more victims since he was a teenager. Investigators in Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania were all informed of these confessions and began working their own cold cases to see if there were any connections. Claiming there were a total of 11 murders in six states, in December of 1999, Hayden led police to his grandparents' former property where they found a plastic bucket with more than 200 
hundred pieces of jewelry inside. Among the trophies was the high school ring belonging to Laura Hodling. A few months later, he led police to Michelle Dorr's body, but despite the maps that he drew to what he claimed were several burial sites, no other bodies were located during the extensive searches. When led around the areas where he claimed he left victims, a handcuffed Hayden was seen walking around with police wearing a women's wig and refused to cooperate until he was given a skirt, underwear, and bra. The long-haired and bearded inmate, the one that Hayden believes is Jesus Christ, often tags along to encourage him and be there when he has breakdowns. Though investigators wonder if any other bodies will be found, they hold on to the hope that, since he did lead them to Michelle's body, maybe he can do it again with his many other alleged victims. In 2004, not done shocking the world, Hayden Clark wrote a letter claiming that he was responsible for the murder of a previously unidentified woman named Ruth Marie Terry. Formerly known as the Lady in the Dunes, Hayden claimed that he buried evidence in his grandfather's garden and actually knew the woman's name. But mad that the officers had been mistreating him, he decided he would keep this information to himself. Ruth was identified in 2022 and her husband at the time, Guy Rockwell Moldovan, is considered a person of interest. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on November 7th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.